Navigator, <clears throat> you are the executive director of Westchester People's Action Coalition. Um, Howard Horowitz, you are the chairman of the board of that same organization. Uh, it's a human rights organization with a base in Westchester. I guess a great way to start, Nada, is if you could tell us a little bit about what Westpac does so we can have some context while we then jump into the geopolitical issues that are uh, upon us. Thank you. So Westpac is a leading social justice organization in Westchester County, and we've been active for the past 49 years. Um, our founders, Connie Hogarth and Charlie Shiner, um, were deeply involved in the anti-war movement when the U.S. was in Vietnam. And Westpac started um, as an entity to challenge uh, our government's um, militarism and foreign uh, interventions around the world. Um, our founder, Connie Hogarth, also started the campaign to close the nuclear in, uh, power plant Indian Point. And we know if it's taken 40 years, uh, but ultimately um, the campaign that she started uh, has been successful. And we work on a whole range of social, racial, environmental, and economic justice issues. We are a hub in Westchester County for progressive organizing. We provide space and support for groups that are working on all kinds of criminal justice uh, reform issues, police accountability issues, uh, worker-owned businesses. One of our board members has started the Westchester Cooperative Network. Um, we also have members of Westpac who are very committed to uh, implementing a just resolution to the Israel-Palestine conflict that respects the dignity, the rights, the freedom, the equality uh, of all the people, Jews, Christians, Muslims, all the people of Israel uh, and Palestine. Howard, did you want to add anything to that? I think uh, Nada covered it. Uh, the one item that crossed my mind was criminal justice reform issue. Restorative justice is an issue area that Westpac is, and its members are, are heavily involved in. And um, sure. in addition, coming from that perspective, you might be surprised to learn that we have um, excellent relationships with the uh, local county government, uh, the Board of Legislatures, the county executive, and with our congressional and, and, and New York State delegations, um, congressional and assembly and Senate uh, delegations, which is very gratifying to us. Uh, we, don't, <clears throat> we don't like to just speak to the converted uh, who agree with us. We, we like to have dialogue with the community about where their constituents stand on uh, particular issues that's not exactly center or mainstream is considered, considered progressive and left. Well, that's, that's, that's good to know. And that's something that when we have other issues pop up in the future um, that are related to some of the other things you're doing besides being outspoken about the situation in the Middle East, we certainly would want to uh, have you on again, both of you uh, to talk about some of these things. But today we're here to talk about what's going on in Israel and Gaza and, and, and Palestinians and not just Gaza, Palestinians who are on the West Bank. Nada, you're very outspoken about this subject. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I've been reading a lot of things that you've said or written, 
and I've seen some videos of you uh, speaking uh, on this subject matter. Um, very outspoken against Israel, and, and, but not just against Israel. You've also spoken out against Egypt and against Jordan. So let's just give you a chance to voice what your thoughts are about this issue before we start asking you questions. Some of them might be very pointed, especially from me. Mm -hmm. uh, well, just to give you all a context of how I'm feeling right now after the horrific Hamas attacks on defenseless civilians um, and the horrific Israeli attacks on civilian on infrastructure in the Gaza Strip, I'm actually feeling gutted and deeply distraught because I know that uh, all the issues between the Israelis and the Palestinians can be peacefully negotiated uh, in the framework of a long-term permanent solution where every person is guaranteed their full rights. So I'm really distraught that so many lives are being lost right now and that trauma is being inflicted on two peoples who are already traumatized. Um, and it's like a reoccurring trauma. Violence begets violence begets violence. And I'm deeply disappointed with the U.S. government's role. Um, I think President Biden gave Israel the green light to go ahead and um, really destroy the Gaza Strip, which is what we're seeing. They've, uh, they're not allowing water, food. They've cut the power to 2.3 million civilians. But they were, but they, but they didn't do that until after the incursion by the by the Gazans, but by, by by Hamas into into Israel. That, all those other things were were being allowed until until that happened, right? What should happen is that people who commit war crimes and crimes against humanity need to be brought to justice in an international... But you didn't answer my question. In, in an international court of law. That's I know, but you're, not answering, but, you're not, but you're not answering my question. It's illegal. I asked you a specific question. It's completely question. unlawful and unethical for a government to cut off drinking water to defenseless civilians. Completely. Look, I agree, I agree with that. But what about beheading children in kibbutzim? Isn't that illegal too? It is. And if people engaged in that, they need to be brought to justice, but not by carpet bombing Gaza. Bring people to justice in a court of law. Does Hamas believe, because everything I've ever read or heard about Hamas, is that their goal is no Jews, that, 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 that Israel should be, that the management of Israel, the government of Israel should be Arab Muslim and not Jewish at all. Don't they want the total destruction of Jewish Israel? Isn't that the goal of Hamas? Isn't that what they were founded upon? You know, I have to say that the majority of Palestinians, of civil society, do not want this existence. And they would much prefer to live in full equality Absolutely, but that's not. But that's not Hamas's stated goal. I know that. I know that there. Uh, most of the Gazans so then, so then are, in, not, are innocent. Then do not punish the entire population. Do not prevent two point three million people from living. 
I understand that, but but you but you're still talking about peace, and the founding principle of the group that is filled some vacuum and are governing uh, people in Gaza want to totally destroy Israel, and you're not responding to that part of it. Why? If I may, if I may interrupt just for a quick no, second. No, no, no. I'd like her to answer that question. Why, why are you not <laughs> responding to that at all? Hamas was elected in 2006, and people voted for Hamas for a wide range of reasons. It's sort of like in the United States, there's a Republican Party and there's a Democratic Party. The people at that time were fed up with the corruption within the Fatah government. And so many people voted for Hamas not because they supported uh, an Islamic Palestine, but they voted for Hamas because it was a protest vote, basically. In the same way that we do here, when we are unhappy with the governing administration, we vote for the other uh, opponents. So uh, I am not in any way uh, condoning uh, any attack any violent attack on defenseless civilians. Uh, I strongly condemn attacks on defenseless civilians, and I do not see it as a uh, legitimate form of, of resistance against um, a, a horrible military occupation that people have had to endure for decades. It's not legitimate, and I'm not going to say it is, but also what Israel is doing to the, to the entire civilian population in the Gaza Strip is completely unacceptable. And our Agreed. government could do much more to enforce a ceasefire, immediately start negotiations, exchange the hostages, um, and start us on a path to a peaceful and permanent resolution to this conflict. Enough is enough is enough. Enough killing, enough dying, enough oppression, enough bombing. You know, and my sign for, for I, I want to hold this up. This is the theme of Westpac's peace vigil on Thursday at 4.30 in downtown White Plains uh, at the intersection of Main Street and Mamaronic Avenue. It says our futures are intertwined. And that is exactly the reality for Palestinians and Israelis. The white phosphorus bombs that Israel is dropping on Gaza will end up in the drinking water of Israeli Jews, leading to all kinds of health issues. Uh, there Nada. Is, can you say, there is can no, you just say... Excuse me, just, just let me yeah. finish, please. There is no military solution to the Israel-Palestine conflict. There is no military solution. So the only thing that the international community can do is strongly pressure uh, immediate negotiations between Hamas, yes, we don't like the agenda of Hamas, but they are right now governing uh, the Gaza Strip. We have to acknowledge that. And they were elected by the people. There have not been elections since 2006. But we have to urgently force the parties into negotiations, but immediately stop uh, the hostilities. Every single life is precious. Every Jewish life is precious. And every Palestinian life is equally as precious. So Ardina. we're calling for an immediate uh, ceasefire. Yeah, I think it's a, it's important to uh, to compartmentalize 
because not every Palestinian is a is is in is in lockstep with Hamas. So it's important. No, I would guess most are not. Exactly. So I mean, you know, there's it's 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 important to separate Palestinians who do not engage in this kind of terrorism from Hamas. Uh, just as it is important to to separate Israelis who do not condone the retaliation and the way it's taking place with what is going on. I mean, it's uh, the only way it would it would appear that the only way to of resolve is to have intense dialogue, to have intense dialogue, and to distribute the land on a very fair basis. I mean, this has been historical throughout history. But it's at a crucial point now where there's a lot at stake, not only from the Middle East, but globally. There, there are three points that will end the conflict tomorrow. Palestinians have the right to return to their homes, number one. They have the right to live and work and travel freely anywhere in their historic homeland. That means Israel, the West Bank, and Gaza. And number three, they must be guaranteed full equality under the law of the state of Israel. Those three points, it's over. And we have a transformed state. We have a transformed future. We have a beautiful vision of Israelis and Palestinians living together as equals in freedom with their rights uh, as neighbors, working together cooperatively on coming up with solutions for climate change and all the other uh, you know, serious issues that our planet Earth is facing. That's our vision. Does that mean a two-state solution, Nada? That you was know, my question, because I well, thought that was the official position of the United States. Yeah, is that, is, the, so, is that, yeah, go ahead. Here's the thing. If those three things are guaranteed to Palestinians, whether it's a one-state, whether it's a two-state, whether it's a confederation of Gaza, West Bank, Israel, that doesn't matter. As long as those three points are implemented, the conflict is over tomorrow. But isn't I don't that think kind that's of asking for broad too much. Strokes? What's that? In, 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 in isolation, those statements are eminently rational. But the, the devil's in the details. And how does one execute against those three objectives without changing borders? Howard, do you want to jump in here? Oh, Howard, you're Let me muted. Howard. Howard, you're muted. Go ahead, sir. Not anymore. Go ahead, Howard. All right. Uh, I'd like to speak to a lot of these uh, points. Let's start uh, uh, backwards. I am uh, from this last point that's uh, being made. Um, and I guess it, it sort of comes full circle with uh, it's uh, Peter's um, conception that uh, Nada speaks against Israel. Actually, Nada speaks for peace and justice, why it sounds like it's against Israel, because I think we've all seen the evidence that with Hamas contained um, in Gaza for this decade, uh, they burst out of that containment. We can leave uh, the, the failures that led to that aside uh, for the moment, that Israel has, with all that containment, and $4 billion in USAID has done everything to not follow through on Oslo and create a two-state, if that's what they want, situation. They have, they have injected 
settlements in the West Bank. They have uh, displaced Palestinians. They used to do it subtly and and justify it and sort of hide from it. Now they're openly, it's ours. We're going to annex it. Uh, and that's who's running the government. So this is all going on um, in all these years before Hamas busted out of that fence and that gate that they were walled behind. Therefore, all of us are now like putting that behind us and saying, how can we talk about that context and that because this disaster just happened, this horrendous killing of Israelis and children, um, etc. And now uh, myself as a Jew, uh, with that happened already without fighting a existential war like uh, Russia versus the U.S. with a, not facing any real military um, that they have to be afraid for their lives. Um, uh, uh, Israel is, and this is as a Jew talking, I'm very emotional about it, is bombing the smithereens out of two million people already has killed seven to eight hundred children. I understand you're angry and um, you, it was a sudden burst of bombing, but this needs to stop. We will all. I, 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 I can't. I'm, I can't argue with Nana's points or your points but, about but, about that. The Israeli government is doing things that are illegal in international crime. law. Say it. Label it. Say war, it's war, war crimes. crimes. War crimes. Okay. Yeah. War That's, crimes. They're, and it's our tax dollars, Charlie and Peter, that are funding these war crimes. And interjecting and the question whether Hamas is a bad guy into a presentation of what's happening now with Israelis having all the agency, all the might, all the tanks, all the bombs, um, and what's going on now is a wrong place to interject, just like it may be wrong to talk about Israel politics for 75 years at this moment in history. And it's just wrong to talk about the badness of Hamas in this moment. The issue right now for the world, for me anyway, is, is the people dying in Gaza. Um, I, I just need to be focused right there. All right. You know, Howard brings up one point that I, I haven't heard mentioned enough. He mentioned uh, the number of children. So 50% of the population of Gaza is children, which really well, is a high well, number that are under the, the age, which, which kind of turns this into, it's like almost like a pediatric disease, this war. And um, that, that I that doesn't get mentioned often enough because uh, the children didn't vote for anybody. No, so it's, and they're they're, uh, they're all innocent victims. There, there, there's 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 a lot going on here. Uh, you know, I want to, um, and the Israeli government must be held responsible. Well, the I, right wing, the right wing Israeli government, which I think is a disgusting manifestation of Jewish rule, needs to change. So let me try to frame a capstone question here. This weekend, we all watched a lot of television. We're all gathering a lot of, you know, there's so many experts out there and there's so much history. And I don't think there's a subject that has been more covered by more media than the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. There's a reporter who I know Ardina is familiar with from her time at ABC named Martha Raddatz. Martha uh, is a journalist who has been covering the Middle East for over 30 years. And she did a report this weekend on what was going on 
and uh, and and she said, "I don't think it's possible to establish peace in this region after thirty-five years of." Every month, every year, journalism in that region, every conflict that's happened, small, large, uh, suicide bombings, wars, all of it. This individual, Martha Raddatz, said, it's not possible to have peace here. Nada, I'd like your comment on that. I completely disagree with that. I'm actually optimistic about the future for the people of Israel and the people of Palestine uh, they are very um, intelligent people, the Jews in Israel and the Palestinians. Um, you know, Israel is a high-tech society. Palestinians are amongst the most educated in the entire region. Uh, working together, Israel-Palestine will be uh, a leading force in the world for progress, uh, for, you know, finding solutions to climate crises uh, and all other kinds of crises that um, humanity is facing today. I completely disagree with that assessment. Um, I think that all that is needed to put us back on course is to create a society that guarantees the full rights of and dignity of each and every person who lives there. That's That's what is required. That's the need of the day. And once we start on that path... Um, Things will change very quickly in the but region. But something's being left out of the equation. Um, Hamas is uh, intertwined with Iran. Iran wants the complete eradication of the Jewish state. Um, the other countries that surround Israel, Jordan, they have an agreement with Israel. They're not. They're not involved in this in this fight. Lebanon, however highly anti-Israel, and uh, at, at least some of them. And, uh, you know, the, the Israel is surrounded by people who hate them. Well, And if they me... resolve the issue with the Palestinians, let me finish, please. If they resolve the issue with the Gazans, which would be great if they could, the rest of the region, much of the rest of the re region, still wants the eradication of Jews from that land. Let me Let me say this in response, Peter, that um, desperate people are more susceptible to extremist ideologies. And when Palestinians in Gaza are caged, uh, when they don't have freedom of movement, when they cannot leave the Gaza Strip to go on the scholarships that they've earned to Europe or the United States, when people with cancer cannot leave the Gaza Strip to seek medical treatment um, outside of the Gaza Strip, uh, when they've been so abused, and when the PLO and Fatah, the uh, secular uh, representatives of the Palestinian people, were not able to deliver or were not allowed to de deliver the, um, the aspirations and the genuine needs of the Palestinian people, uh, there was a turn towards uh, religious fundamentalism as a means of people gaining their rights. So it's a direct result in my analysis of the desperation of people. And I think that these ideologies that are extreme and unhealthy will wither away once we see a flourishing of Palestinian society, once Palestinians can live as free people, 
can educate their children, can be safe and secure, just as Israelis should be safe and secure. In that vision, extremist ideologies will wither, and countries like Iran can no longer use the excuse of how Israel is torturing and abusing Palestinians and how, you know, they have to take action. They cannot do that if Palestinians are full equals with Israeli Jews. Those you arguments... Really believe all... that, you, really, you really believe they won't find another reason? That, that, that's just, that, that, that is a reality. But do you not believe that Iran, with, with the kind of government it has, still would not oppose Jews in the Middle East? They certainly kicked most of the Jews out of their country. Arab countries, Muslim Arab countries have been kicking Jews out of their countries and have had pogroms going back at least 200 years. Um, what about that? I think that Israel-Palestine will be a progressive, modernizing force for the entire region. I think that if we make this work in Israel-Palestine, as we know it can work, uh, it will be a model for all the surrounding countries. It'll be a model. I mean, even in Iran, that people have been struggling for a long time for their rights. I think we're going to see changes, um, and, but I think that we, as civil society here in the United States, we have a role to play, and our role needs to be pressuring our elected officials to do the right thing in the in the uh, in the world arena. Stand up for people's rights. Um, don't provide diplomatic and military cover for the state of Israel when they're committing war crimes. Absolutely not. That's not the role that our U.S. government should be playing. You know, we need to be an honest broker. We need to propel people towards the path of peace, and that peace will be based on, uh, on justice and rights and dignity. So Nada Kader is the, Nada Kader is the uh, executive director of Westpac. Howard Horowitz, also uh, chairman of the board of Westpac. I want to thank you both for being on 914 Wired on behalf of Peter Moses, Ardina, and myself. Uh, thank you for sharing your perspective. This will certainly not be the last word on this complex and, and maybe in a couple of months, as these things shake out, we can do another show with both of you. So we can see if uh, any of your theories, Nada, are coming to fruition and, and Howard's concerns and the rest of our concerns, because we all have deep concerns. We'd all love to have peace in the region. No question. And, and I would love those in your audience who would like to see peace. Please join us Thursday, 4.30 p.m. at the Fountain in downtown White Plains, Mamaronik and Main Street. Thank you. That's Thursday, October 19. Thursday, okay, thank October. you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.